Greetings, travelers. The following episode is of Listener Tales. Now, we do not read these ahead of time, so listener discretion is advised. I'm author Mark Muncy. I'm author Erica Lance. And this is Eerie Travels. Greetings, travelers. Greetings, travelers. Oh, man. We we were just discussing before we decided to do this episode again. It was time for more listener tales. But yes. uh, uh, we wanted to just say thank you all so much for sending these. I we we just were overwhelmed by the growth of this podcast. It's and we're overwhelmed by our fans. Um, we really appreciate you guys, and we appreciate that you are enjoying what we're bringing forth because. You know, we, of course, can sit in our, our mountain homes and think we are hysterically funny, but it, you guys are acknowledging that you're actually interested in what we have to say. <laughs> Very so, reaffirming that we found our tribe and that's what, and you all have found your tribe too. You're and, all welcome here. So yes. And keep suggesting stuff to us because your suggestions are, are making it so they're episodes that we want to do like. Um, the last, I think it aired a little over a month ago or a few weeks ago, the listener tales and the Bigfoot stories, but I mean, the listener questions gave us a couple episode ideas that we're going to be doing in October. Yeah, we're working on stuff. them in so, development. So. Yes, to, to be, TBD. No, um, so we're going to be doing those. So please feel free. And I know somebody recently commented on one of the episodes that they loved the uh the werewolf episode we did the who's the strongest werewolf so i think we're gonna do who's the strongest mummy or ghost i forget which one we're gonna do next. I, one of them but also we had some requests for like favorite horror movies and stuff like that so yeah we're definitely gonna dig into that of come october gang which is not this month because this month is road to mothman road to mothman i don't yes. know why i said it like that actually that's good we are on the road to the mothman festival third weekend in September every year, make your plans, get there, you know, find, you know, come by boat, by train, by plane, by extra craft, time travel, whatever, be there, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, third weekend in September, always. Yes, so. and we're going to be there, and we're super excited, and um, we have a surprise that's going to come up, I think two episodes from now, we're doing a little surprise. Oh, yeah, we got a special guest. Yeah, we do two episodes from now. And then on top of that, I mean, we previously announced this, but you can have Destiny Beard's Mothman track, which yeah. is going to be able to be downloaded and purchased and stuff like that. So that'll be exciting. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that track will be available. So excited for that. And we and can't share ahead, it until Mothman because she won't give it to us. But um, it's going to be wonderful. So... <laughs> We're excited for that. But then today, Mark, we're going to get to do some listener tales, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's time for another round of listener tales. Thank you guys so much for sending these. Uh, you know, all you have to do to send us one is go to the Erie Travels website and click on that send a story. It goes straight to us. And we, you know, read them and, and we love them. And there is no real sorting and and all that we hey we 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 try to present them as best we can uh, you know straight from the from you guys and if you don't want us to mention your name we won't 
Uh, we, we just put tell us in. you want it to be anonymous. We we are not going yep. to share if you don't want us to share. And we we don't read these in advance. So just so you are aware, we note that it's a listener story and we put it in our secret vault of listener stories when we gather enough of them. But that's why as we go through this, if you're wondering why we stumble a little bit at times, it's because we haven't read them yet. That and I stumble over what I say on a daily basis. So yep. Your words just throw a level of complexity on top of that. So. <laughs> okay, so Mark, I think you're kicking us off here, right? I think I'm starting us off, gang. So uh, this one starts with, hello, Erica, Mark, Callie, and hopefully other travelers. Ooh, hello. Oh, so optimistic hello. beginning. I just wanted to share a story about when I saw a Bigfoot. I've seen him twice, but this is the second time. I was driving down Highway 10 going from Ola, Arkansas to Little Rock, Arkansas, and it was 3 a.m. or so. This is a backwoods highway to stay off of Interstate 40. Anyway, I came around a curve and I had to hit the brakes. It ran across the road in front of me. I seen it plain as day. He was the color of an orangutan with green tinge. He looked me square in the eyes and kept on trucking. His face has a greenish tinge also. I have no doubts he is the master of camouflage. He was probably seven foot tall and probably at least 400 pounds, but not fat, thick, and muscular. Thanks. I hope this gets read. Brian G. Well, thank you, Brian. And I am never going to go down Highway 10. So thank you. Me neither. Uh, yep. Good. Thank you, Kelly. High five. Cross Hi. Zoom. Yep. Absolutely. No. Yo, hey, it's it's an orangutan with a green tinge crossing in front of his truck at 3 a.m. Well, so. and I can say, you know, we've talked a little bit about the Bigfoot camouflage thing, but at night in the dark with the lights reflected, a brown or a lighter brown color can also come across very orangey in that yeah. type of, depending on the headlight. So, and the, the green tinge, you know, could be a moss of some sort on it. I do agree. They are the masters of camouflage. And it did, you know, it made eye contact with you. So, and it kept on trucking. It did not bother you. It, it's like, oh, I got spotted. I'm out of here. So. Um, Where are you supposed to report that to though? When you have Bigfoot sightings? I would say BFRO, the Bigfoot Research Organization. You can go to uh, Expedition Bigfoot, the main headquarters in Blue Ridge, Georgia. They will take your reports as well. If you don't feel comfortable with BFRO for some reason, you I can also like send them to other authors, you know, that and are, you know, send them to your, you know, there are tons of Bigfoot research organizations in your own state. Just, you know, Google them up on Facebook, feel free to vet them with us or any other podcast of choice. And, you know, that's, that's what those are for. You know how they send out alerts for like, you know, oh, it's like riptide or whatever. Like you get like, like local county alerts. There should be an alert for a specific cryptid in your area. Like that's been spotted. My favorite was the lizard man of skateboard swamp. I think we mentioned this when the eclipse was happening a few years ago, they, the actual emergency system of Bishopville, South Carolina sent one of those warnings saying, warning, we don't understand, don't know what the eclipse will do to affect the lizard man's habits <laughs> you know it was not a hack they actually <laughs> sent that well it's I like, love was that. it 
Wyoming <laughs> that recently sent out the Parks Department sent out a thing about messing with Bigfoot and just leave yep. them alone. Yep, yep. That was well, the uh, the National Park Service. They have this great Twitter slash you know all social media now. Whoever they hired is the greatest hirer of all time. You know they, that person has been revitalized that account. I love it. It was like remember when you're out running the bear, you know, in the park, just outrun your friend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's you know I've had that philosophy forever. You don't have to outrun your enemy, just your friends. Yeah. So that um, is my what, philosophy is stay the fuck home. Yeah. <laughs> well, you had a fear monger in your house, so I don't know if I'm gonna follow your philosophy. Oh, uh, let me rephrase. That. Stay the fuck home away from my dad. <laughs> okay, good. Good. I like that. I like that. So <laughs> Thank you so much, Brian G. For your Brian, story. that was great. Yeah, and yes, uh, orangutan color and that size. Yeah, and, and and again, he said not fat, but thick and muscular. Yes, I, I, I that's that is a common trait with these things. So, you know, yeah. again, saw something he didn't understand. He reported it to us at least. So, and and they hope it got read. Well, guess what? We read it. So yeah, yep. you did. We read our listener tales, listeners. So unless you do something. Well, we don't even read them in advance. I just said that. So go, you yeah. know, send them in. Okay, here we go. This call came through on a dreary December day. I like how this is starting. Oh, yes. The caller ID read that it was the local hospital and I picked it up. I spoke to a rather frantic young man who informed me he was being held against his will and needed an attorney to help him. I assumed it would be, I wonder if this person's an attorney. I'm going to assume that's the case. Yeah, okay. this, is a, this is from an attorney. Sorry, I, I, I forgot to copy that over. So Okay, well, okay, that makes sense. Because I'm like, um, this is called a spam call. No, just kidding. Okay, so a uh, frantic young man who informed me he was being held against his will and he needed an attorney to help him. I assumed it would be an involuntary committal defense. And after speaking with my client, I gauged that while the man was most definitely in need of mental care, he was not a danger to himself or others and was unlikely to be one. Within 24 hours of being committed, my client was back home. Well, well done for you. Good job. Yeah. With Okay. A hearing was set a couple weeks in the future, and I did daily checks to be certain he was compliant with his medication leading up to the hearing. Until the one day I didn't. An older officer called to advise that they had responded to a disturbance in my client's home. The ghost, my client had responded, the ghost won't get out and won't leave me alone. Well, said the officer, I can tell it to leave. And he told the ghost to leave. <laughs> I love that the officer said, get out. Yes. Well, you kind of love law enforcement that does the right thing. Okay. Yeah. And then... I told him that this was a civil matter if the ghost refused to leave and therefore an attorney would need to be contacted. And I ended up driving out there with a mock-up notice to notice to quit addressed to any spirits in possession of the property located at redacted without any authority under the color of the law, <laughs> advising them that their possession was unlawful in nature and ordering them to quit and surrender the premises or any portion thereof within 15 days of the date of the notice. <laughs> I, by the way, love yes. this person so much right yes. now. When I saw this letter, I said, Erica has to read this. 
Oh my goodness. I love everything about this. Okay. <laughs> a week later, as we're preparing to enter the court for my client's competency hearing, I ask about the status. Oh, it worked great, my client announced. He moved out the same night and took his stuff with him. Well, good, I said. Now let's not mention him in front of the judge. He might have a problem with the service and the order and order us to let the ghost back in if he finds out. I kept him out of the mental hospital that day. John G. John, you are my fucking hero. Yes. Oh my God. I, I love that. This is a Better Call Saul episode for a Halloween special. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is amazing. But that is also for both you and the police officer. I just want to say that your handling of that shows so much compassion yeah. and so much understanding for this person who obviously was having difficulties. You talked about that a little bit already, yeah. but not and I don't think this is placating him. I think this is resolving a problem that he saw was imminent with a very creative solution. I love that. I really do. And again, I don't think this is, you know, that mental health is a, you know, definitely something that needs to be taken more seriously. And uh, I love that they didn't belittle him, that they didn't, you know, make fun of him for, you know, a ghost on his property. And who knows? There may have been a ghost that was talking to him. And, you know, and, and then when the lawyer showed up with the cease and desist, you know, or what was it? The notice to quit the address. That's yeah. fantastic. So I think that is brilliant because I, you know, I'm just saying I've had some things in my past. I wish I had a note, a notice I could have posted. I'm, I know I'm Callie wishes going they to had a notice they could have posted. <laughs> before immediately stepping up to exorcism, okay. call this guy and have him bring in that, uh, notice to quit i mean i think you've got a side business here for uh paranormal you know paranormal removal so i love that kelly not next time notice to quit get that in frighten for sure yeah yeah absolutely and i i do love that the uh the cop said it's a civil matter a matter you're gonna need an attorney and so he called his attorney again which is great <laughs> smart very yeah, smart this is there is nothing I don't like about this. This is this is this is pure joy. Right? I was gonna say, John, this may be one of my favorite listeners so far. Yeah. I absolutely thoroughly appreciate it. So thank you. And he was definitely not a danger to himself or others, which is fantastic. So which is great. It's You're you do, doing doing good work there, my friend. Doing good yeah. work there, my friend. So uh all right, so. Wow, gang, how do I top that? I don't I don't know, you know, but hey, this one, since we're on the road to Mothman, this one I thought was appropriate. So uh, this one was an anonymous. They, they did not want to supply a name with this one, but I'm wondering if anyone could tell me what we've been experiencing for years at my husband's grandfather's house in West Virginia around the Buchanan-Lewis County areas. So the original event, was when my husband and his cousin were in the woods connected to their property and swore they heard something calling their names that sounded just like their grandfather. It didn't feel right to them, so they ran back to the house where granddad was watching TV. Had to get them calmed down before he could tell before they could tell him what happened. Then another cousin saw what she called 
mini werewolves. Okay. Mini, mini, wait, mini. There's another part of this, but I want to stop here for a minute. Mini werewolves, like tiny little baby werewolves. Okay. First thing, the the thing calling your name in the woods. That We've is. We've talked definitely. about that. We've talked about this a lot. That could be one of many things. Uh, that is one of the rules of the Appalachians. That's one of the rules of the reservations. That's one of the rules okay. of just about anywhere. That should just be a rule. If this happens, yeah. just make it a rule. Yeah. If you hear your name calling and it's not someone you are expecting to call you, don't respond. No. Don't respond. You are asking for trouble. There is, you know, there's a thing mm -hmm. called the hide behind. There's a thing called the 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 seek and find. There are they all have names and we you just don't. And they have <laughs> very, very unpleasant end results. The legendarily bad end results yeah. now another cousin saw what she called mini werewolves now that's we've discussed this before you know uh they, they go they go by many names all over the place puck wedgies uh they're called and uh in your bridgewater triangle area and then they're you know stump jumpers down in florida yeah and they you know the devil monkeys or the demon monkeys and uh things like that they they look more like some cross between a hyena and a uh and a and a monkey you know, yeah. and it, you know they, they do look like mini werewolves and that's you know the hollywood werewolf that's why these people call them this and Again, uh, um not pleasant creatures to interact with per the stories yep so and then the last part of her story is uh, and then another time saw a pale slash bald humanoid that moved really fast. We've all seen this one at different times, always at night. And grandfather's house is in the middle of the woods with no neighbors. So pale bald humanoid that moves really fast. I think it might be tied into the, the you know, the name, you know, calling your name in the dark. That is definitely sounds very much you know fairy or folk spirit or or straight up slender man i mean that's what i'm getting something like that you're thinking well like, i right, was also gonna say like skinwalkers yeah, yeah skinwalkers could be i mean yeah, slender man's like not real walkers. but yeah. i you know honestly um uh, anonymous listener i would actually take a look at the ley lines around where your grandfather's property is and we haven't done an episode on ley lines yet, so that might be on the list to it, it, It's on this. our list to do, but I would take a little look at the ley lines and also where you are in relation to the um, mountain cave. Yeah, uh, well, you're in the Appalachians, yeah. they're in West Virginia, the Buchanan-Lewis County area. It, it, remember, West Virginia is the only state entirely in the Appalachian Mountains, or Appalachian Mountains, whatever you want to call it, uh, depending on where you're from. And um, they they have all kinds of mineral deposits and all kinds of crazy things in the mountains that cause strange things. I think that's why it is a epicenter of this. I would I am going to share this email with our friends at Wild and Weird Radio because yep. they are from West Virginia, and um, they we'll will just ask uh, them listen to wild weird radio we'll ask them to to talk about it a little bit on their show to let yeah. you know what they think too yeah definitely uh they're, they're definitely a, a friend of a, a, a brother of the show so yeah we 
yeah, no, I would say that. But here's the thing about the calling the name. Um, as Erica would always say, I'm talking about myself in the third person. Nope. If you are ever in that situation, do not turn back. Do not do that. No, do exactly what you did, which is get into a safer location. But those are, I think, our guesses, Mark, right? As to what yes. from description we think these things are. Yeah, these are definitely something different. These are things you don't want to deal with. These are uh, these are these are dark things in the woods. These are nature things we don't understand. Yeah, again, we 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 do the preternatural on this. This is we defer to the wisdom of our elders. Don't whistle in the woods at night and don't answer your name. You know, yeah. So. Just yeah, absolutely not. So Thank you very much for that listener story. You officially gave me the heebie-jeebies. I will not be visiting your grandfather's place. Although if you probably told us where it was and invited us, Mark would be like, let's go. Let's hey, check it out. I, I know that area well. So uh, you know, it's not too far from our land. So we could make it up there. Uh, okay. But anyway, gang, we are you know, going to take a quick break on our Road to Mothman Listener Tales episode. Erie Appalachia. Gear up for a frightful jaunt into the darkest reaches of the ancient Appalachians. Folks deep within the Appalachian hollers lean close to the campfire to share stories of the inexplicable with hushed awe. Monsters rumbling in the hills, strange lights darting through the pitch black night sky, horrible occurrences almost ineffable in their bizarre tragedy. Tall tales, you might say. Tell that to the Flatwoods monster in Braxton County, West Virginia, or the Goat Man of Louisville. Look into his humanoid eyes and let him know you don't believe. What of those apparitions in Mammoth Cave's Corpse Rock or the Satan Spawn known as the Jersey Devil? How do you respond when confronted by these mysteries? From the metaphysical energy that swirls near Serpent Mound in Ohio to Point Pleasant's Mothman Legacy, Mark Muncie and Carrie Schultz explore the dark history lurking in the shadows of Appalachia. Read by Mark Muncie, author and experts on strange folklore with appearances on shows such as Ancient Aliens, The Curse of Robert the Doll, and many, many more. Greetings, mortals and others. I'm Dick Terhune, the voice from hell. I work with haunted attractions all over the U.S., Canada, and Europe to increase audiences and enhance their experience with highly effective commercials, narrations, animatronic character voices, whatever your dark heart desires. Let me help you do more, scare more, profit more. Find out more at Voice From Hell on Facebook and at voicefromhell.com. We are back with listener tales. I mean, I I go to the commercials to to break from the the madness and uh, man, and our commercials are fun too. So (laughs) no, I agree. I agree. Okay, here we go. Mark, I want to want to read a true ghost story about something that happened to me one time. Well, is it okay? I'm reading it because yeah, yeah, no, this is uh, this is from a friend of mine that reached out, and uh, I was very happy that she reached out to me about this. So okay. It, and this is actually, actually her next line here. I are you reading this or am I? Oh, no, go Watson? ahead. Sorry. Trigger warning. It mentions a violent crime. I didn't put that in there. I'm reading the story. I got into crystals and spirituality when I lived in Florida. I was using meditation and crystals to ask you to invite for guidance because I wanted to move to a new place. When I was meditating, I saw part of the word like Alabama 
or Alhambra. 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 I wasn't sure what Alhambra was, so I Googled it and found out it's a place in Spain. I decided it was just weird nonsense from my brain. Within, okay, by the way, do not decide it's weird nonsense from your brain when things like this happen. There's a certain friend of mine I know you know and are listening that doesn't listen to these kind of things and it always <laughs> backfires on them. So I'm just throwing that out there. You know who you are. Okay. Um, a few weeks later, I went on a trip to the other side of the state with some friends and saw billboards for a replica of the Alhambra. So I'm thinking, this is where I'm supposed to live. I wish that's how it had ended. Soon after that, my neighbor tells me her little boy had been seeing a ghost of a woman in a closet that shared a wall between our apartments. Nope. Nope. Oh, just got goosebumps. Nope. <laughs> I don't like this. Nope. Okay. Whew. Whew. Okay. Let me just say that again. Soon after that, my neighbor tells me her little boy had been seeing a ghost of a woman in a closet that shared a wall between our apartments. We lived in an old 1920s house that had been divided into four apartments. And at one time, our two units were all just one room. The neighbor then found a news article about a murder that had taken place on our floor, and she said the woman in the article matched the description her son had given her of the ghost. Nope. Why am I reading this one? <laughs> and the thing Ooh. is, I know that house. I've been to her apartment. And, of course uh, you have. Of course uh, you have. Callie, it's our old friend English from... from oh! Well, okay. English, I hope you're doing well. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, part of the letter, so. Let me get through this story, Muncie. Um, shortly after that, when I was riding around, I felt that I got another message from the universe to check out an apartment complex on the far south side of town. I later drove down there, and as I was approaching, I noticed that the side street that was leading to the apartment complex is called Alhambra Way, and the street ends at a lake called Lake McGordy. Am I saying that right? Yep. Which I remembered from the article was where the woman's body had been dumped. Oh, the murder happened only happened about two years before I moved in with my roommate. I just Googled all of this to make sure I'm remembering it correctly. And it still gives me chills because it's all accurate. English. Okay. English. First of all, you've officially given me the heebie-jeebies. Second of all, I don't care if the Muncies go to your place. I'm never going to that place. And third, what the actual hell? Oh my God. And you still stayed there? Now Not I want to know longer. more. They, moved out. they were moving out. That was the whole point. I know, so but stressful. now I want to know more about, did they get rid of the ghost? What happened there? Um, what's scary is that apartment building. It's, it's, uh, it's right north of downtown St. Petersburg. And it was an area that is, you know, depends on the time of year, what type of urban renewal is going on. That area has had its share of history. And this was a famous murder that occurred there and she didn't know anything about it. And uh, this is crazy. So uh, the, the 1920s house and seeing the woman between the walls, that's, that happens a lot in these houses people 
see ghosts walking through walls or in the walls and stuff like that. And that's because, yes, at one point it might have been one or you know two room, you know, one room, and now it's two. Well, these houses get divided up so that they can rent more apartments, you know, and make more rental money on one house. You know, yeah. so and that makes sense. And of course, if you have a house that's um older, there are chances that people may have passed away in that, or there are chances as we keep finding out that they build upon places where people are buried, you know. So there's that that fun, but um i that i ghost stories i i don't know if i'm enjoying that ghost story very much and it's giving me the official heebie-jeebies so um english thank you very much for your listener tale um i will not be going to that apartment thank you okay moving on well hopefully we see you english at one of the events up north now that you're an up north person so um and uh yeah we hope to see you and if you want to see us in an event Definitely follow us, uh, the Erie Travels website or the Erie Travel socials. You can find out where we're going to be, including Mothman Festival. I'm so excited. All right. Did I mention this is Road to Mothman Month? I think I should mention it again. So, okay. Yeah. Are, are you drinking the Mothman Kool-Aid? What is happening over there? I'm just excited. So, all right. I understand. All right. I'll do the next story. I think it's our final one of this episode. So, I yeah. believe so. Yes, gang. Yeah. So, okay. already coming to the end. But this one's a doozy so uh be be ready so i grew up in north carolina hey there you go erica hi welcome and was a direct descendant of a proud full-blooded cherokee indian who did everything she could to make sure we knew where we came from including telling us stories and legends that were associated with our people well that's wonderful that's good unfortunately not all of those legends were happy ones one in particular was the legend of the hairy man. It tells the story of Cherokee people being pushed from the land they loved and separated from their families and even being denied their ways of life and told they were not even allowed to hunt and provide for their families. During this sad time in my people's history, they had white people tell them they couldn't even raise their families that meant everything to them. A little footnote in Cherokee history is that they consider their children as sacred gifts from the mother's earth spirit, and they love them. But as they were forced to change everything they were ever taught and knew, sometimes they were forced to do the unthinkable in order to protect the people of the tribe as a whole. What you have to understand is that during this time, even though all their children were special to them, just like any other time, they sometimes had children that were mentally and physically, um, it's kind of typed weird here, uh, uh, mentally and physically different. This includes any type of mental illness or physical deformities that could possibly be the cause of problems for the band or tribe as a whole. This included a child that couldn't keep up or in some way could hold up the tribe up or a child that would be unusually loud and call attention to them as they're being forced to move. So during these heartbreaking moments, sometime the decision was made to give these children back to the earth spirit. Whoa, whoa. Rough. This I'm taking a very break. Very heavy. And yeah. um, wow. Our heart goes out because, yes, there's so many terrible things that happened in yeah. our history. Unforgivable I mean, things. Look up Trail of Tears, people. This is, this is hitting awfully close, man. Wow. Um, 
yeah it's i mean and it's true this is just this is the nature of the way it was and 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 this is true not only to indian tribes but even um you know people throughout history when a child was born in a way or was found in a way that um they didn't have a way to physically care for it or it had something yep. that they considered um they didn't consider it a mental problem they considered that there was something wrong with the child or the person generally those people were not taken care of and sometimes just outright killed what's sad is still in some developing companies this is countries this is still going on so, yeah and it was a way of survival we're not justifying it saying it's right but no, it's it was just, a way of survival at that time especially for nomadic tribes and stuff where they couldn't um keep yep. track they did this sometimes with their elderly too but we're that's yeah. getting way darker so yeah all right so when these children were born they were taken to sometimes caves nearby or into the woods and left for nature to do as she saw fit during these times it is also known that the sick or disabled elders and it was a known fact that some of the children eventually would end up in the company of the elderly or ousted adults who usually tried to raise them to the best of their abilities. It's a well-known fact throughout history, if a person is subjected to certain elements, that the body will try to adjust itself accordingly. So if you spend a lot of time in an exclusive cold environment, in the wintertime, your body will begin to protect itself by growing extra hair. And that is what my people believe Bigfoot is eventually over some time, the ousted reproduced, and the results are considered just another race with slightly different ways of doing things. Some are extremely intelligent, but are somehow just different than other people. That is why there seem to be different personalities and temperaments, just like people or other living beings. I'm sure that my thoughts can be laughable and considered strange, but when you really think about it, it might make some long asked questions seem to make more sense. It's a possibility anyway, Denise wow denise uh i am proud of your ancestral heritage and that you put a lot of thought into this and that is a that has been shared amongst the tribes uh this was definitely a theory i have heard before that these were you know that's where we get some of our cave legends like the, the those uh, bogeymen the huntington hobgoblins and some of the other one the olympia bogeymen were things that were left in caves and left to fend for themselves and they developed into this weird tribes of you know cave dwellers the bigfoot i have heard that's more of a northern legend that it's you know that's more the inuit version of this history too that uh bigfoot evolved yeah because it had to live in the frozen north you know the pacific northwest that's a bit more common than yeah. uh this area the cherokee area but you know, and again, worst ter terrible time in history. The Cherokee were forced to move quite a bit. Yeah, and Denise, thank you for sharing your story. That was, it was very heavy and very deep. But thank you for sharing it with us. And who knows? I mean, you're very right. Evolution is an interesting thing. I mean, the, more and more children are being born without wisdom teeth because we've been taking the wisdom teeth out for so long that we've just now adapted and people aren't being born with wisdom teeth anymore. Mm -hmm. Like that's a, that is science, my friends, that you can research. Yeah. So it, it, I could see that um, somebody could adapt and 
you know, they are humanoid. So it, it would be interesting to see what that meant. And especially we're talking about the cave systems again and things like that is what's out there. And um, we don't know, but this is another thing that do research. Don't forget actual history because history will unfortunately repeat itself if and does repeat itself if you don't learn from it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, if you want to learn more about the Cherokee, I would say for our travel this episode, I would definitely go to Cherokee in North Carolina. It is a reservation that is an incredible wealth of history there. And there are tons of places that you can look into the folklore in the area. One of my uh, favorite places to visit is uh, in that Western North Carolina area. There's a great museum and I'm gonna have to put it in the notes, but that's where the Cherokee uh, totems to the Moon-Eyed people are. This was a tribe that they defeated that were very small people with big eyes and round heads that, you know, very similar to the Fae in descriptions or very similar to aliens in our recent descriptions. So uh, an interesting thing. So yes, the, the Cherokee know the lore and they, you know, they, they know their ways. And as we said, don't listen, don't, don't respond in the woods. Don't whistle in the woods at night. That is Cherokee is where a lot of that originated as well as other parts of the world that brought it over. And, uh, you know, you don't want to wake up the evil spirits or, you know, the owl man, but the Cherokee also talk of the kindly ones in the woods and the hairy man. So. Absolutely. Well, thank you all so much for all your listener tales. We absolutely love them. Keep them coming. You can go to our website at eerietravels.com and you can submit a listener story to us. You can let us know if you want us to use your name or not. It's totally okay. You can also ask us any questions. We recently had a listener's tales question where people sent us some questions they wanted to know from us. So please feel free to do that as well. If you don't have a story, we'd love your question. Um, and uh, so we're excited for the road to Mothman. We will be seeing you guys there. Um, we'll be seeing you at Dragon Con first. If you're going, check us out. We're doing a live Erie podcast from Dragon Con. So Erie Travels podcast, we get to meet some of our travelers in person. Super exciting for that. And um, Mark, anything else to close us out today? No, I mean, it's, uh, it's you know, it's September. So it's, 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 it's ghostly time. It's spooky time. The haunts are opening up all around the country. So we've got episodes dealing with haunted houses. I mean, we've already done a few of those early because for us, it's always haunt season. And uh, we've got some interviews with some haunters coming up as well. Uh, if you just want to tell us about your favorite haunted attraction that we may not know about or something like that, please give us a call. You know, give us a call, click on our website and uh, drop me a line, drop Erica a line, drop Callie a line. We, we, we all love it. So yeah, and... absolutely. So thank you all for listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, tell your friends all about us, vote for us in Paranormality Magazine. Yeah. Yeah. And gang, thank you so much for everything. And these listener tales are just, you know, we're keeping the folklore alive. We're sitting around the fireplace telling more stories. So thank you all so much. And we will see you on the other side.